All right, everybody, welcome back to the NACRO Dialogue on Diversity. We're so excited. It's our second episode, and we have a very special guest today. Quick reminder, I'm Katherine Rayberg. I'm a director of corporate relations at the University of Illinois, and I'll throw it over to my partner in crime, Tony. Hey, and I'm Tony Peebles, and I am director of diversity advancement and a director in corporate relations for Case Western University, Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio. So glad to be here and excited to have a conversation today with Adalia Hill. She is with PricewaterhouseCoopers and she is the, I'm going to probably get her title wrong, the Director of Strategic um, uh, Initiatives for the CEO Action for Diversity and Inclusion, a program that we're going to learn about today that we think, uh, like NACRO, is very focused and committed to diversity uh, as part of our overall mission. So hello, Adalia. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. And you were not that far off with the title. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, thank you. Good old Adalia, thing, yeah, thing that by, helps. Yeah, exactly. Adalia, <laughs> start by telling us a little bit about uh, kind of maybe a brief of your your career journey and then how you ended up uh, with PricewaterhouseCoopers and with the CEO Action. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you mentioned, my name's Idalia Helm. Director of Strategy and Operations for um, for CEO Action, and you know my my journey is kind of I, I often joke with folks that it's a little bit of like an accidental tourist in a way um, because I didn't realize that I was effectively kind of building a resume and a set of experiences that would lead me to um, this coalition based on diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, so I actually have a marketing communications background. I spent about 10, 10 and a half years in PR agencies, and then went in house. Uh, all of my time in agency was spent with government organizations. I did work with the U.S. Army, U.S. Navy, um, and a lot of my work with the U.S. Army was specifically around minority outreach recruiting. So think about creating programs that reach students um, and, you know, potential new enlisted folks, um, but in, in diverse um, settings, right, going after um, people of color, for example. And so spent years doing that and, and absolutely loved it, but didn't realize that there was kind of like a field or a connection or a there there. Um, but, you know, doing what I was doing. And when I landed in-house, um, I was actually doing global corporate citizenship for an aerospace and defense company. Mm -hmm. And one of my office mates was a gentleman that led diversity and inclusion. And so I loved kind of always connecting with him and partnering with him and making sure that there was a little bit of a synergy between the two strategies and that our leaders were, were talking and how could we kind of play off each other when it came to some of the community outreach efforts and communications and things like that. So... I actually ended up joining PricewaterhouseCoopers PwC in 2015, and I came in specifically to lead their firm-wide communications efforts. So think of things like purpose, um, corporate responsibility, which we call responsible business leadership, um, as well as diversity and inclusion. So had a good eye to that work already um, that was going on, and little did I know where where lead, which is really kind of amazing. But came in in 2015 and the existing U.S. Um, chair effectively kind of like our CEO was very engaged in this topic of diversity and inclusion and there was no short of activity going on which was wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, that particular leader went and became our global chair and so we got a new U.S. chair uh, a gentleman named Tim Ryan and so he came into office July 1st in 2016 
And, um, you know, the connection here, the history with CEO action is that in 2016, when he came into office, there were a series of shootings that led to um, a firm-wide conversation on race in, in, our, in our firm. And it was absolutely amazing. He literally invited every single one of our 50,000 plus partners and staff to have kind of a candid, no holds barred discussion, not about gun control or sides of the aisle or what was going on, but more about how people were processing the experiences and how they were, you know, going through what was going on in the world. Because the notion was we don't check that at the door, right? That comes in with us into the workplace. And so understanding what other people are going through um, that little bit of understanding can hopefully help to build trust and a more inclusive culture. Um, and it was an amazing discussion. Uh, and the, the outcome of it for him specifically was not just that we were going to do more within PwC, but this really burning question of, for CEOs, you know, what is our role beyond the four walls of our organization? And I think he really paused there and didn't quite know um, the answer. So we spoke to a number of other CEOs. And many of them said, Tim, DNI is top of mind. We don't have all the answers. And no, we're not talking to each other the way you and I are talking. And, and that's kind of where the initial idea came from. Uh, and Tim ended up bringing together a steering committee of 10 CEOs that created today what is the, the largest CEO-led business um, initiative toward advancing DNI in the workplace, CEO Action for Diversity and Inclusion with more than 1,600 organizations that are, that are currently committing to a four-point pledge. So that, is, that was a bit of a, a wind-up on, on me in the background and, and CEO action, but I hope it's helpful. That's very, oh, yeah, very helpful. helpful. Absolutely. And fast forward wow. to 2020, who would have thought all the groundwork that Tim was laying in 2015 would prepare so many companies to be able to address this historical year that we're all in right now? Yeah, well, it seems I mean, like it's very true. Yeah, the timing is in, in, incredible. And having met some of your colleagues at PricewaterhouseCoopers and being introduced to you, Adalia, I wanted to explore connecting our two organizations, at least, at least uh, from a conversational perspective and arguably maybe down the road even membership because as fundraisers or, or and, and, and corporate partner relationship drivers for our respective universities, we have a number of our member universities who are signatories of the CEO Action uh, Pledge with our college president signing the pledges, including my, my university. And so we wanna find ways that as we're working with our corporate partners, we are advancing uh, diversity initiatives that may exist on our campuses across the spectrum of diversity that may align themselves well with what our corporate partners are trying to do and how we can be a resource to them uh, in that space. So we're always trying to solve problems for companies, whether it's research or scholarships or programs, or of course the talent pipeline, which is a big issue these days. Um, so um, maybe you both can talk a little bit about, you know, what we're seeing on our side, Catherine and then Adalia, how we might begin to have some conversation in 2021 about possible collaboration. Yeah, I can jump in here first by saying, um, as I mentioned, what a historic year 2020 is. And I would say as we close it out, we are finding in the corporate relations space that companies continue to put uh, diversity, equity, inclusion at the very top of their boardroom priority list. And our role really in the university realm is to help support making uh, a diverse talent pipeline for the corporate space. 
And so it's really exciting to see that over 600 organizations have signed up for the CEO Action Pledge and putting their commitment out there. Um, I think our role is really critical and interesting that we can help create unique programs that help companies mentor and network with our diverse student bodies. And that's kind of an area I've been focused on. Idalia, I'd love to hear your thoughts on ways you see universities and industry kind of working together in this space. Yeah, well, you know, I think CEO Action is an interesting um, interesting beast in a way, right? So at its core, I always tell people that it is an amazing brain trust um, of peers and it's an amazing resource um, for the sense of resources that, that we create, for the sense of resources that are shared between signatories, um, all designed to help take action against the, the four pledge commitments, the notion of candid conversation, right, which is really kind of a culture shift um, and change because imagine if everywhere you worked um, it was kind of a study that you could talk about these things in, in an honest way. Um, unconscious science education, sharing what works, what doesn't, and then having strategic DNI plans that you elevate up to your board. And that just helps to increase visibility and accountability on the issue. And so when I think about what we're focused on, we're really kind of focused on making sure that these people have the resources, the tools, the peer network to take action against those pledge commitments. Um, but obviously, when you look at diversity and inclusion at large, that goes in so many different places, um, which is what really can kind of make it fun. Uh, and so there is definitely, when you think about the talent pipeline, you think about bringing people in and then retaining that talent and making sure that the culture is inclusive and welcoming, right? There's a lot of ways that I, I think um, I get to kind of witness and see different organizations, academic and, and corporate, working together. And there's just general ideas that I'll throw out that I think, you know, we have yet to really tap into. I see them happening in, in pockets individually, but not maybe um, at scale, right? So I, I think about... Um, you know, when I went to college, there was a basic one-on-one course that every freshman took. And I remember talking to a group of university um, presidents and saying, why isn't there just a general one-on-one course on diversity and inclusion, right? This may be the first time that um, students are in kind of a melting pot situation. And why don't we start broaching those conversations right as they come on campus and, and help them through, you know, that experience. Um, you also have examples of business schools, right? If I'm being selfish and, and thinking about the business community that, that I serve and that I work with, um, they are a huge beneficiary to, to what you guys do. And, um, you know, helping to make sure that when we think about the skills, I know we think about, you know, digital, I know we think about so many different um, quote unquote hard skills that these students need to, to graduate with. But I think that there's um, some really hard soft skills that are out there. And do we look at this notion of inclusive leadership, right, of really being able to tackle and, and dive into these conversations in the workplace and, and to manage effectively and to develop teams um, that are diverse? Are we, are we bringing that into the business school experience at large or more directly into the curriculum? So there's interesting school opportunities. Um, you know, are we requiring diversity of experiences? Um, but then that's the great tie to, to the schools, right? Because the school or to the corporates, the corporates can offer such great diversity of experiences, such great um, speakers that come in and really talk about the skills, the full range of skills that organizations um, you know, need to provide. And there's also so many amazing diverse leaders in corporate America 
um, within that business community that I think could come in and be adjuncts or to help, you know, support the diversity of the professors and the academic leaders that these students interact with. So there's so many wonderful things that I see and so many kind of untapped and maybe like opportunities that we still have that, that could go much broader. Um, Today, have you seen, uh, I know that there's a, we mentioned that there are a number of colleges and universities that have signed as signatories of the, uh, of the CEO Action Pledge uh, with their respective presidents. Um, have you, has there been any collaborations amongst uh, university members of the CEO Action around best practices or uh, a think tank, if you will, you mentioned that this is sort of a think tank. Are there anything, yeah. is there anything going on now that we should avail ourselves to and maybe get involved in? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we started um, one in, in very early days. And I'll be honest, it was early days for us, right? So I don't oh, think, cool. you know, we necessarily had the full picture of how these, what we call now signatory-led communities would function and whatnot. So we did see in the early days, the first year, um, right after CEO Action launched, a group of universities coming together. And they did start to tackle some of these things. Um, but it didn't hold. It didn't stick. Um, and what's interesting now, though, and I think 2020, Kathy, set it up so beautifully, right, is such a, a, a year that is, you know, challenging, but has presented a lot of momentum and opportunity um, for these types of discussions, where I see a lot of universities coming to the table now, and I have a group forming of business school deans that literally want to look at that in the sense of look at the, the cultural fluency um, of various organizations and start to think about how do we find more diversity across the board, and it might be in the curriculum, it might be in the actual kind of um, staff and professors and, you know, the, the organizational makeup, it might be in the student population. Um, so they're, they're just starting to get that the ground, and that was something, I'm just, I mentioned I would pass along um, to, to the contact that I have that's starting to bring that group together, because I think that there's a lot of interesting opportunity there. I loved your point, Udalia, about how universities really are maybe the first time a student's getting exposed to a, a diverse culture and experience. Before I click record, I mentioned to you, I grew up in a very small town on a grain and dairy farm. So certainly for me, coming from a town of 200, I wasn't around a diverse group. And so um, a university really is the best place to get students exposed. And I love this one-on-one concept. I'm going to go back and take that to our leadership. I think that's an awesome idea. So thanks for bringing that up. And I think it's a continual conversation, but um, appreciate that the CEO action group really could be a mechanism, as Tony mentioned, to be this think tank. So love that. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited as well because... Um, you know, diversity is one thing, but being inclusive and then bringing all the mm -hmm. talents and skills and gifts that uh, across the spectrum of diversity is really important. And universities as, as educators and suppliers of talent, as well as um, providers of research, um, Catherine and I in our last uh, podcast talked a little bit about other areas of diversity, such as the health and wealth gaps in in America and what type of research that's going on on our campuses around you know, health disparities, around social, social economic and social justice issues. And so corporations are more committed to those issues than maybe in the past. And particularly with this year with the, 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 the tragic social, uh, events that caused social unrest and political strife in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so I think 
having a real think tank around best practices, how do companies begin to leverage universities as resources to meet their business goals? And, in, and part of their business goals uh, are now social justice, um, economic empowerment, and diversity inclusion. It's so true. It's so true. There's so many. Um, I was at a, a gathering and, you know, we were literally going through these types of opportunities, right, where you talk about the skills that you need, you talk about the different roles and the different ways that, that business benefits from, from your students, right? And there's so many opportunities for them to come in and contribute to the academic experience um, and, you know, the, the professional development of these students. Um, and that it's just kind of like, oh, there's, there's so much still there that can be done and really understanding on both sides, to your point, what those um, strengths and gaps are, right, is, is so incredibly important so that equally people can kind of play up to that. Um, you know, this summer was also, I think, for us an opportunity to, to think bigger. Um, and, and I pick up that vibe from you all, right? There's a little bit of think bigger. Um, and, and for us, after, after this summer, we ended up having a group of 20 CEOs that came together. And, you know, I said it in, in the setup, right? CEO Action for Diversity and Inclusion is about advancing DNI in the workplace. That's great, right? That was the, the kind of like four walls, right? But there is still that thought and there is definitely an acknowledgement today you know, I see this shift from opportunity to responsibility. I see this shift from doing things in our workplace and making our place a better place, a more inclusive place, to really acknowledging that business needs to step up and look at what we can do in our communities at large in a completely different way than I think maybe what had been happening before when I think about um, corporate social responsibility and other activities like that, right? CEOs really taking stands and digging into issues and doing things that are that are really action-oriented and continuous, right? Not just a flash in the pan, not just a statement, not just a, a moment in time, but really building and developing on the things that they're doing. Um, and so we had a group of 20 CEOs that came together and they created something called CEO Action for Racial Equity, which is something so exciting for us. And there's another opportunity here, I think, candidly. And, and I think we didn't even talk about this in, in great um, detail. Maybe we initially connected, but... Um, CEO Action for Racial Equity is basically a fellowship where signatory organizations can allow their employees, they can designate time. So imagine giving a person um, for 100% of their time or 50% of their time as a resource to this fellowship program that is aimed at looking at how do we advance and address issues of racial equity in both the corporate social context space as well as public policy. Uh, and so we have a number of fellows, I think over 200, amazingly, in our very first launch wave, which was in October, examining four key pillars, um, economic opportunity, healthcare, public safety, and of course, education, right? So there's a huge opportunity to start thinking about what can corporates, right, under that corporate social contract, and even under the public policy space, how can they be helping to make sure that um, there is access and there is readiness? For, for students by the time they, they get to you guys. Idalia, it is fascinating to see companies investing in societal challenges. And Tony and I talked about in our last chat, companies want society to perform and function because they will um, drive their performance and increase their shareholder value for the longer term if society is doing well. So economic opportunity, Absolutely. healthcare, education, 
unbelievable to see what, what is it like in your job to see 20 CEOs come together and how did you get together this year in 2020? Just kind of a little aside, but interesting to know what platform are leaders able to connect with in this crazy year that we're in? <laughs> I know, right? Um, well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, so, well, one, I get to kind of see 1,600 CEOs and presidents amazing. kind of all connect and, and come together, which is amazing in itself, right? Like, um, I don't think, and I think that's kind of what's made it so successful is that we didn't necessarily have some huge kind of goal and point. This was what I love about CEO action was that this wasn't something that was designed by, and I say it with complete love and respect because I came out of right a marketing communications background and a PR agency. This wasn't something that was designed by an agency or by someone with a bit of a, a PR player spin to it. This was truly designed by a CEO who said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I feel like I have to do something. And why don't we just start there? And so it's been continuous evolving and um, shifting and pivoting to address the needs and do things based upon what we're hearing from the business community, vice us kind of saying, this is where I think we need to go. Um, so that's been really amazing. And, and CEO Action for Racial Equity was exactly the same, same thing. We, um, I think like many others, were so kind of in dismay over what was happening. And a note um, about everything that was going on and just a, a note with a, a gem of a thought, right? Of we want to bring some CEOs together. And we're going to figure out what, what we do, right? What type of action we're going to take, but why don't we just at least come together and see who's interested? And I, I have to be honest, what was really amazing was we had almost, um, oh my gosh, well over a hundred, like almost 200 CEOs respond. I had almost 80 CEOs respond in the first like 15 minutes of this note going out saying, I want to be a part of this. I want to help uh, think about what we need to be doing. Yeah, I know, which is, is so amazing, but um, so we, we've never met in person. It's always just been, you know, various virtual platforms um, to connect, but I love that they are bringing in, and this is the big thing too. And I think there's an opportunity here where you all are constantly connecting with potentially, right. One particular contact or source within your organization. And I have to do this too with, with the delegates as we call them within CEO action, right? So we call CEO signatories. We call anyone else supporting the CEO's level of engagement, a delegate. And I will always have to push the bar on the delegates that come to the table. And what's been really wonderful is that for CEO Action for Racial Equity, we saw the CEOs bringing those delegates to the table, right? So bringing their HR leaders, bringing their diversity leaders, bringing their public policy leaders, bringing folks to the table that would help shape and advance where this was going. Um, and I think that that's kind of one of the big things that I try to do. And there's an opportunity for you all too, when we go into 2021 to think about as we have these conversations, are we pushing our contacts to bring in that spider web um, of people that can really help us affect the work and understand where those strengths and gaps are within the organizations we're trying to connect with. So Dolly, as we close out, first of all, we really appreciate your time today, giving us some insight into the CEO action for diversity and inclusion and how it might help our organization, um, the network of academic corporate relations officers. We have so much overlap because as we uh, spend our time uh, networking and building relationships with our corporate partners from the C-suite on down uh, in terms of how the academic world can support the goals and objectives, business and otherwise for corporations, which includes talent, which includes 
uh, as you said, the social justice, which includes research, which includes many of the things that universities provide in the cities that we're in. Tell us what you think might be some good next steps for us as an organization. Uh, we, um, we, we, we meet, uh, I think we're meeting in February with our, our leadership conference. And then of course we'll have our, our you know, convention either, either be virtual or hopefully it'll be in person by June, depending on the pandemic and the vaccine. Um, what would be some good next steps? Um, we probably can provide an inventory to you of which one of our members are signatories. And then maybe that's a starting off point because if we're signatories of the CEO action, we're already kind of on board our respective universities. So how can we, what would be some good next steps for us to leverage these, this great set of resources that the CEO action is providing and the, and the great networking and connectivity? Yeah, well, thank you guys so much. Obviously, I feel like we could talk all day. Um, <laughs> we would have no short of um, a hearty conversation. I think if I was to, to boil it down a little bit, I think that there is the notion of, of one being that catalyst, right? So push the people that you work with, regardless of if they're a signatory or not, um, to really kind of expand bring the right folks to the table, and I say, quote, unquote, the right folks, but a diversity of folks to the table, really kind of challenge them to help them explore what are the different um, ways that we could be working together, the different, as I keep saying, you know, strengths and gaps that, that currently exist. Um, you know, there's something really special about being that catalyst and helping people think and rethink about things in a, in a different way. Um, so I think one, there's, there's always that push. Um, two, that also means kind of, you know, you can be the person introducing ideas, not just trying to bring people to the table to help get a broader perspective, but then also kind of push those ideas, right? Helping diversity and inclusion to become core. Like I always say, what I do is about helping DNI become core to the spine of the business. So it's not just an added thing that is led by HR, or led by diversity, but it really is something that shows up in every aspect of, of what we do. And so challenging ourselves to kind of necessarily do that and do little gut checks. Um, I think CEO action, right? If people are signatories, they have access to all kinds of different resources. There are resources that can be used and tailored for um, academic space, which is awesome um, to do for students, as well as even, I think, you know, faculty and staff, we have something coming up in April called Day of Understanding. Even that first step of challenging ourselves to have candid conversations about these various topics and issues, you never know where those might go. I've had organizations say that they actually lead to policy change, which is, um, you know, a truly, truly wonderful thing. Yeah, that's so an important I think area. Our, uh, our yeah. university is doing that now. We already have a a program on campus for faculty, staff, and students called Diversity 360 that does bias training. And we're beginning to export that to um, our corporate partners who are asking for it. Um, are there, is there a way that we can connect with our fellow, I guess, university members of the CEO Action just to kind of explore how we might collaborate and then how we might put ourselves forward yeah. in the light to partner on this great mission with our corporate partners? Absolutely. And, and so that was the last thing I mentioned, you know, I mentioned that we have a, a group of, of business school deans coming together. And I think effectively what you have here is a little bit broader, right? There's interesting where they want to dive into cultural fluency, but I think that there's a broader of just bringing all the universities together. And we've had in the past where corporates want to come into this conversation, right? I think there's a natural energy and desire to work together because it just makes sense. Um, so I think, you know what, as 
this university community continues to grow within CEO Action, I absolutely think that maybe in 2021, we explore the idea of bringing back that what we deemed president circle in, in 2017, which is really all about the different colleges and universities coming together to think about the variety of ways in which they can work together and work together with, with corporate partners and invite them into the conversation. So that's something I look forward to doing with you. Well, Idalia, thank you so much, as Tony said, for your time. I tried to take some notes. You filled us up with so much goodness and wisdom. Um, so I, I captured, we were challenging us all to become the catalyst for the conversation. So to push those around us, um, be core to the spine with diversity, equity, inclusion, being a part of every aspect, um, not just one, one siloed part of the business. Connect uh, to the CEO action resources and challenge ourselves to do better. So, I think those are some really great ways for us to close out 2020. And so excited that we can share uh, more information about the CEO action uh, group with the NACRO membership. And um, we'll be sure and include uh, maybe your contact information if that's okay in our in our podcast link, just to let everybody know they're welcome to connect with you if they're interested in doing more for their um, representative organization. Wonderful. Thank you so much, you guys, for having me on. And to anyone out there listening, uh, 100% available for any follow-up discussions. And uh, if, if nothing else, too, I would always just tell folks a little secret is, is that the info at email address on coaction.com actually leads to me. So if you want to follow up that conversation, you can use the general email box and, and you will get me. Well, we look forward to challenging ourselves around those four C's and uh, collaborating with you and your team in the future uh, so that maybe our two organizations can uh, move this important agenda forward within the corporate and academic space in our country. So uh, we're very excited and we certainly appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you.